Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures and then we're going to have a, a time of prayer. But I'll be reading from the book of Jeremiah, the last chapter, 52nd chapter. The 31st verse says, you turn there and look there. Let me share that. Pastor Franca, this may not be a true story, but I heard about it could be true. I heard about these three men in a great Australian adventure. And they were out in the outback and they were up in the uh, far regions and they came across the roaring river where they had to cross. Well, the first Australian man dropped to his knees and said, God, give me the strength to get across this river. And poof, God gave him huge biceps. He dove into the river. And in 45 minutes, he swam across that raging river. The second man dropped to his knees and said, God, give me the tools to make it across this raging river. And poof, God gave him a rowboat. And just a half an hour, he was able to row across that great river. The third man dropped to his knees and said, God, give me the intelligence to get across this river. And poof, God turned him into a woman. <laughs> he got out a map and found out there was a bridge two minutes away. He crossed on the over on the bridge. I'm not sure that really happened, but I heard it might have happened in the Australian adventure. My, my little title for this brief message is Prison Break. Prison Break. Jeremiah is an intense book, but it closes with an uplifting, redemptive story of how God can work in our lives. Verse 31 says, it came to pass... In the 37th year of the captivity of Jehoiachin, the king of Judah, in the 12th month, on the 25th day of the month, in our calendar, honey, that's Christmas. There you go right there. 12th month, 25th day. That evil Muradok, before he owned Fox and other networks, <laughs> king of Babylon, just kidding, in the first year of his reign, lifted up the head of Jehoiachin, king of Judah, and brought him out of prison. He spoke kindly to him and gave him a more prominent seat than those kings that were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiachin changed from his prison garments, and he ate bread regularly before the king all the days of his life. As for his provisions, there was a regular ration given to him by the king of Babylon, a portion for each day until the day of his death, all the days of his life. Father, we thank you for this beautiful night. I thank you for this beautiful church. Thank you for the history of your faithfulness at Faith Christian Church. Thank you for Pastor Matt and Frank and the great staff, the extension, the campuses, and these wonderful people. Thank you for all you've done. We believe the best is yet to come for Faith Christian Church. We believe the best is yet to come for every person here. Father, I pray that by your Holy Spirit you would anoint your servant, your word, and your people. Capture us into your purpose in these moments. Your kingdom come, your will be done, Father, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. This beautiful story begins by the introduction of a king from Judah named Jehoiachin. And Jehoiachin's life now had been so long in one phase of life, that phase then became a, his identity. So he was no longer identified as king or as the son of someone. His years, the Bible identifies his life by how long he'd been in prison. He had been in prison since he was a boy. 
So he'd spent the majority of his life living bound. He was a king in a prison cell. He was royalty living in the grotesque suffering of a prison environment. He had lived in prison so long that it was normal to him. It was acceptable. It was the new norm. It was the way life had become. But a new king, a new king was lifted up in Babylon, and this king, when he looked at his environment, God gave this king a heart to help this man in prison. The idea of prison, in fact, the Hebrew word for prison is kele, K-E-L-E. It means to restrict by action or word, to hold back, to prohibit, to refrain, to withhold. And that thing that this king had been living in, a withholding, restricting, prohibiting season of life where everything that could have happened did not happen because of his condition, his oppression, suddenly changed in one moment when this king brought him out by a declaration of prison. And I feel tonight God gave me just a simple word that tonight someone's breaking out of prison. That whatever kind of long-term or hurtful season you've been in, that your loving God by the power of his son, Jesus Christ, has the key to open your cell and bring you into freedom. The Bible says in Corinthians, where the spirit of the Lord is, wherever God is, there's liberty, there's freedom. Would be a synonym to the Greek word for liberty. There's freedom. There is a demand by the spirit of God to bring freedom wherever God's spirit is allowed to move. And God's spirit is moving here beautifully tonight. And there's freedom in this room. There's freedom in this house. There's freedom in this moment. And so it doesn't matter what it's been, a physical infirmity, an emotional infirmity, a traumatic infirmity, some kind of circumstantial bondage and restriction, something that's been holding you back, whatever it is, I feel like God put the scripture upon my heart for you tonight to tell you you're breaking out of prison tonight. You're breaking into a new environment, a new season, a new kind of purposeful, intentional breakthrough moment in God. And so he brought this king out of prison. He, he, he helped him. And the Bible says that he, when King Jehoiachin came out of prison, that he had, he had developed certain habits, certain kind of unhealthy and, and obviously understandable behaviors. And so as he came out of prison, the Bible says that the king of Babylon lifted his head because if you've been in a negative environment long enough, it repositions your life attitude and you start looking down instead of up. You start looking, uh, um, it, your, your hope is gone and, and you, you are discouraged and depressed, demoralized, suffering. And so he's looking down and the king said, I'm going to teach you how to be a king again. I'm going to teach you how to look at life differently. I'm going to teach you how to see the best in life, not the worst of life. I'm going to teach you how to have hope again. I'm going to teach your heart how to dream again. And the king lifted his head. And that's another Greek Hebrew word. Naka is the Hebrew word. It means to forgive, to accept, to favor, to increase, to help, to pardon, to marry someone, to reward, to advance. And so I just want to say to you in Christ's name that God's forgiving you. He's accepting you. He's favoring you. He's increasing you. He's helping you. He's pardoning you. He's married to you in love. He's rewarding you. He's advancing you. 
He's changing the way we sang that song tonight, how perfect we sang the song. You're never going to let me down. You're never going to let me down. That's who God is to you. And he's lifting your heart. If you've had kid, David said it like this, the Lord is my glory and the lifter of my head. If you've ever had children, you'll, you, uh, you know, Mary and I did this exercise many times when they would be discouraged or upset, just, just touching their chin and just lifting up and telling them everything's going to be okay. I'm here to tell you everything's going to be okay. That God's working for you. God's fighting for you. God's on your side. And he's lifting your head. He's lifting your heart. He's lifting your attitude. He's, looking, he's lifting your outlook. He's lifting your perspective. He's changing the way you look at life. And can you imagine the radical change from this 20, 37 years of looking down, covered in shame, covered in pain. A boy king becomes a man prisoner. His whole life now had been identified. He'd been a prisoner longer than he was a king. He'd been in a negative circumstance longer than a positive. And so he had to go through radical emotional and mental transformation. And, and, and that's what God does to us. He helps remove from us the long-lasting influence of the things we've been through. He, he renews our mind and he heals. David said he restores my soul. So I don't think like a person who's been through that stuff. I think like who I am in God. I'm a king. I'm a queen. I'm royalty. I'm his chosen son, his chosen daughter. And so he, they lifted, the king lifted his head. I suppose that was a continual action. I suppose that was a, a regular action. Did you know tonight God never gets tired of loving you. He never gets tired of displaying his love towards you. He never gets tired of showing you how much he loves you. And he'll keep loving you until your head lifts. He'll keep lifting you into loving you until your heart lifts. He'll keep loving you until your heart becomes healthy again. He'll keep loving you until your heart's dreaming again. You know your heart is healthy when it dreams again. When you can think positively about a godly future, when you have an expectation that the best is yet to come, then you know your heart is healthy because love has restored the places where your, your story, your journey, your heartache took from you your hope. And so his his, his head is lifted, and now here comes Jehoiachin. And then verse 32 says, and the king spoke kindly to him. This, being, this king spoke kindly. Another great Hebrew word, tobi, it means beautiful, good, joyful, sweet, favor, better, gracious. The, the, the king spoke graciously. The king spoke beautifully, joyfully, favorably, graciously, better, Good to him. There's never a day in your life when God doesn't have something good to say to you. There's never a moment in your life when God is so upset with you, he said, I give up on you. I'm done with you. That's never going to happen in your story. He loves you as much on your worst day than your best day. He's always for you. The evidence is Jesus. If God be for us, how do we know God's for us? Jesus. Who could be against us? And so he spoke kindly to him. And these kind words are building and restoring the soul of Jehoiachin that have been ravaged, ravaged by the unbelievable oppression of his youthful life. And then the Bible says that he changed his seating arrangement. He gave him a more prominent seat. He changed where he sat. You know, the Ephesians 2 says, 
we have a seat in a special place called heaven. We're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That we have a seat by the righteousness of God. That we have a seat of belonging to the family of God. Belonging in heaven. Belonging in the kingdom of God. Belonging to God himself. Where you sit is everything. When we sit in the wrong seat, we see the wrong things. When we sit in the wrong seat, we see ourselves the wrong way. God was helping this king see himself for who he was. Your life's not an accident. Your life's not a, some kind of mistake. God wanted you in this planet. There's a purpose God created you to fulfill. No one else can do it but you. There is a problem God created you to solve. There's a mountain God created you to move. There's in your story a dream God created you to discover. So God wants you to know as his child, he's lifting your head, he's loving you, he's speaking kindly to you. I, I just want to say a couple of things, no matter what's happening in your world, the, the world, and in, 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 in the world affairs, God's in a good mood. Ever have someone in your family who's moody? I know it's not you. Try not to look at your spouse whose moods can change, and so you're, it's a delicate dance to make sure that you don't, you know, push the wrong button at the wrong time and trigger something from them. And, but, but God's never in a bad mood. Like Mary said, he that sits in the heavens laughs. God is love. He's always filled with love. Love dominates his nature, his decisions, his actions, his words. God is filled with joy. In his presence is fullness of joy. Everything about God heals us. Everything about God helps us, strengthens us, blesses us, encourages us, transforms us. Every encounter you have with God makes you a better Christian. Every encounter you have with God makes you more like Jesus. Every encounter with God is a love encounter that heals what's broken in you. And this king made this project. He took on Jehoiachin, the king of Babylon, took on this broken man that had lived in brokenness so long he didn't know what it was to be normal, to be healthy, to be happy, to be accepted, to be loved, to be royal. And this king's reintroducing him to who he really was. You're a king, not a slave, not a prisoner. You, you can have a life of provision and joy, a life of grace, a life knowing my kindness. And he, so he just overwhelmed him with kindness until his heart started awakening again. And then gave him a seat, not just a seat, but the most prominent seat. Put him at the head of the table above all the other kings of the realm. From the bottom to the top, from last place to first place, here comes now Jehoiachin in this amazing moment of restoration. And I just want to say to you, everything's going to change. God's helping you. God loves you. He's lifting your head. He's lifting your heart. He's changing your outlook. He's changing the way you approach life. He's going to change your expectations. He's going to flood your heart. I know what I'm talking about because Jesus healed me from a chronic, serious manic depression. And he taught me how to dream again. He taught me how to receive love, how to overcome shame, how to, how, how to defuse lies, how to move ahead in destiny. And he loved me out of the darkness of my prison cell, out of depression. And he can love you out of your depression. He can love you out of your pain, love you out of 
the trauma of things you've been through that have been hurtful. The next verse, verse 33, says, Jehoiachin changed from his prison garments. One of the things that happens in our journey with Christ is he gives us the tools, he gives us the resource, he gives us the principles, but we have to put them to work on our own story. We have to apply them. And they offered Joach and they said, here's a, here's a new wardrobe that suits who you really are, that, that represents you as a king. And if you're willing, Jehoiachin, why don't you take off those prison garments and put on your royal garments? Why don't you change out of those things that are a lie? Why don't you stop believing lies about who you are? Why don't you let me show you who you are? Here's what the Bible tells us. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You can't get better than that. When God looks at you, he sees you as righteous as his son Jesus because he's given you, he's, gr he's granted you the gift of righteousness. And so God helps us change out of the wrong clothes, the wrong self-image, the wrong identities that we have accepted, embraced, and put on who we are. We are who God tells us we are, his sons, his daughters, his royal priesthood his chosen generation, his holy nation, that's who we are. And, and the next line says, and he ate bread regularly before the kings all the days of his life. Every day they supplied food for him. He never had to worry about where food was coming from or if he would eat again. Maybe that was a continual struggle in prison. It might have been food fights, people stealing food. Maybe guards withholding food. Who knows what kind of oppressive, controlling environment he had been through. But this king said, you're never going to have to worry again. Whatever you need, I got it for you. When you're hungry, I have a meal for you. I have what you need. And, and, and that's what God says, says to us by his grace. My grace is enough for your story. You'll never have a day when your need is stronger than my grace. You'll never go through a day that somehow what you need is unavailable from the hand and heart of God. But God has made provision for you. He's made allowance. He's made already his grace available for you however you need it. That's how good God is. That's how kind. That's how loving. That's how caring. That's how thoughtful he is for us as believers. I'm just quote this great Psalm of David. Psalm 124. It talks about if the Lord had not been on our side of what would have happened. But it closes with these verses in Psalm 124, verses 7 and 8, when he says this triumphantly, beautifully, my soul has escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we have escaped. In Jesus' name I declare it, snare is broken. Whatever imprisoned you, whatever ensnared you, whatever has lied to you, the pain of family, the pain of disappointment, the pain of your own failures, whatever it is, God's breaking the grip of that snare. He's loosing your soul from it. He said it this way, my soul, you can get out of trouble but still have trouble remain in you. Spiritual warfare isn't what's happening to you, it's what's happening in you. And God wants your soul healthy. He wants your heart healthy. He wants your mind healthy. And he can break any snare that would try to imprison you 
in an unhelpful, unholy, ungodly, hurtful, oppressive way of living. He wants your emotions back on track. He wants your mind free so you can have the mind of Christ. He wants your soul filled with his love and joy and peace. He wants you happy again. I tell my church this sentence, you can be happy when life is crappy. Why? Because God's given you the power by Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit is yours. It's your choice. And David said our soul has escaped from the, like a bird out of the snare of the fowler. It's not just that God rescued us. God crushed the snare. He broke the grip. He stopped. The devil's not just removed from your life. He's defeated. The devil's a liar. He only rules where he's Ruling by deception. He doesn't rule by authority. He rules by deception. And God's crushed the enemy under your feet. And this is your time to walk out into a new freedom. This is your time to put on your royal garments. This is your time to live the life God's called you to have. This is your time. This is your time for real joy, real peace, real love, real vision, real hope. For real purpose to find out everything God has for you. May God help you wherever you're going through. God healed me, may God heal you. I've witnessed the power and the love of God so great, so perfectly, so appropriately. What I needed when the whole, my whole city gave up on me, but everyone left but Jesus and Mary. Not that Mary, that Mary. <laughs> I know what it's like to be shamed. I know what it's like to go through pain. I know what it's like to be disappointed. I know what it's like to be betrayed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know what it's like to be lifted out of prison. I know what it's like to have my head lifted again. I know what it's like to have my heart free again. I know what it's like to know, to put on new garments and know who I really am. That's what God has for everyone here. Whatever life's tried to do to you, whatever life has made you walk through, your God is enough to get you out of it. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, Check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.